Welcome to This Week in Location-Based Marketing with your hosts, Rob Woodbridge and Asif Khan. It is time for This Week in Location-Based Marketing. This is episode number 269. Recording this live. I don't even know what date it is. January 25th, 2016. That is a Monday afternoon. My name is... Rob Woodbridge from Untether.tv, located in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. And with me, as usual, but from a different location, a different locale, back on the road. Yes, it is Asif Khan of the Location-Based Marketing Association. I am in Austin, Texas. Hmm. And uh, yes, um, I am back on the road, I guess. They're the only place that didn't get affected by this uh, storm of the century that hit, uh, hit the East Coast, right? It was just Austin. Yeah, there is no snow here. There is no snow there. There's snow everywhere else, but no snow. I mean, I was in uh, I was in uh, Lake Placid all last week uh, skiing on Whiteface Mountain, and uh, how much snow landed on Whiteface Mountain? Just out of curiosity, you know. Uh, two feet. Zero. Really? Missed it. No snow. Nothing. Hmm. I'm looking at uh, all the uh, snow reports from from Washington D.C. and New York City, and uh, and they're getting feet. And here we are on top of a mountain, nothing. Man-made snow. It's crazy. Wow. Man. But you had a good time. Oh, my God. Skiing on Whiteface Mountain, if you've never done it, it is a joy. It is a beautiful mountain. And even though it's jam-packed with people, you don't see them all because there are so many different runs, right? And so many lifts that you can just ski without waiting in line. So, That's so awesome. well done. Yeah. I love it. I love it. We had a great time. We had a great time. So what are you in uh, Austin for there, Asif? I'm here for a uh, restaurant equipment uh, conference. Uh, so the all the suppliers who pr- pr- provide all the um, cooking equipment and tables and lighting and all that stuff to the restaurant industry. So a bit of an interesting – I just finished my talk. So we were talking about kind of you know how to embed sensors and some of this stuff going forward and you know things like smart lighting and – you know, uh, you know, uh, ovens that can broadcast their temperatures to mobile apps and all that kind of stuff is That's kind of cool. Hopefully, where it's going to go. You know, because uh, I, I think of innovation around the restaurant industry as um, remember the first time you ever saw like the automatic uh, um, uh, water dispenser, the sinks where you just you don't have to yeah. turn the water on and you just put your hands in. And it's like, and then you go over and, and you put your hand under the soap and it squirts out soap, and then you go over and you put your hand under the air dryer and you don't have to touch anything. Like that's that's what I think about it was restaurant innovation in in the in the washroom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's really the last time restaurants innovated it. I think right, except for maybe who was it that did the uh, TGI Fridays that did the drone mistletoe attack? Yes, there was that. <laughs> there was that, and then no there more innovation. That. There was no more innovation right after <laughs> she cut yeah. her nose off as a result of of a drone incident. Well. Uh, that's great. Austin, Texas. It's, uh, I love it. I love it. I can't wait for Retail Loco. Shall we talk about that? We should. Okay. When uh, is that so, thing? Yes. Retail Loco is just around the corner, March 13th, uh, right here in Austin at South by Southwest. Um, pretty excited about it. We've got some great speakers, including we just confirmed, um, the head of innovation for Walmart, uh, will be, uh, will be joining us as a speaker. So that's pretty cool. Uh, and a lot of other folks uh, lined up. I think Kraft is is uh, uh, just told us today that they're participating as well. So, um, yeah, along with a lot of the other brands that are already there, it'll it, it's going to be a good event. So if you can get to South by Southwest, uh, make sure you're there March 13th for RetailLow.co is where Retail you need to go. RetailLow.co. It's just one day, right? None of this day and a half stuff, right? One day. Yeah. Just one day. That makes it easy. That makes it easy. And the reception is the evening of the uh, of the conference itself? That's right. Yeah. Well. And those are always good. Yes. Same place? The garage? Yeah, same place, garage. Yeah. 
I don't know if uh, we talked about it a lot last year, but the garage is pretty cool because it's literally a garage that's been converted this one section into a bar. So mm-hmm. you get to drink and have some food, and you know what happens? You get to smell gas. There you go. It's, it's good. It's actually it's a what a combination. Place. Gas. It's it's some would say yeah, it's electrifying. I really liked it. I had a good time there last year. It was fun. Yeah. No, it's, it's going to be good. And Thinkmere's uh, back doing that with us. Uh, Thinkmere. So, There's yeah. a company that we haven't talked about in a long time. Mm-hmm. Thinkmere. God, I love those guys. Why aren't they sponsoring us anymore? I don't know. We'll have to get back. Uh, with Joe, that, if so. you're listening to this, Joe, why aren't you sponsoring <laughs> this anymore? Samsung is. Samsung's all over it. Yeah, all I don't right. know. All right. So well, we, gotta, we have a couple other events coming okay, up, too. Okay, what else so, we got? Uh, just next week, I'll be over in Munich for our LOCA oh, conference. Oh, yeah. Which is our European two-day uh, event going on. It's not specific to retail. It covers a lot of different verticals. Pretty excited about that. And uh, so that's February 2nd, 3rd in Munich, uh, or München, uh, or whatever you want to call it, depending <laughs> on your, your language. Not Toronto. Uh, yeah, so uh, so that's pretty cool. Uh, and then February the 10th, uh, the Toronto chapter has an event uh, as well uh, on location and loyalty. So uh, that one's coming together quite nicely. Uh, looks like we're going to have the uh, Air Miles Loyalty One folks, uh, maybe Amy, uh, uh, Subway speaking at that as well. Um, so uh, a good discussion around loyalty and location, how that's coming together on February 10th in Toronto. Cool. Yes. I have, a, I have a one event. Uh, I will talk about it in great detail next week on episode number 270. And then I will tell you what it was like on episode number 271. And that is that I'm coming into your fair city, the great city of Toronto, Ontario, Canada, with my kids and my wife to go and see one Bruce Frederick Joseph Springsteen play at the ACC on February 2nd. And my kids' first Springsteen concert. Now, to be fair, they actually saw him, but they were in utero. We were in Paris, and Springsteen happened to be there playing with the Seeger Sessions band way back nine years ago. And they were, my wife Sandra was pregnant at the time. Uh, so they, their first real exposure to anything music was, of course, a live Bruce Springsteen concert. And now it's full circle because we're going, and they will remember this for the rest of their lives because I will <laughs> remind them of it. I cannot wait. And if you're anybody out there who's going to see the show, let me know. Reach out to me, at Rob Woodbridge on Twitter. It would be great if we could uh, say hi somewhere along the way because uh, it is Bruce Springsteen, and his his fans are like a brotherhood. I'll tell you that. Yeah. yeah. Normally, if you would just meet up with Rob or I and we make that call out, we offer hugs. Yeah. But I think in this case, you may get more than a hug. Oh, geez, might, yeah, exactly. You might get tongue. <laughs> 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 anyway, all right. Let's, uh, uh, so we got a great show. Uh, those are the events, of course. Um, is the know, beard going to still be on by then? It is. I, this is a full commitment, man. I'm not letting this go. I, I, I'm going to keep it a little tame, but I'm not letting this go. Um, and uh, I will actually, in, unless somebody says, hey, Rob, we won't hire you because of that. Right? Or we won't do this because of that. Um, I'm still going to give them a big finger and uh, say, I'm, this is, I'm going to grow this out until it starts to sweat, which is uh, sometime around June, probably. There you go. All right. Not 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 bushy. Like It's controlled, right? Um yeah. Oh, I don't, not happy about the gray, but uh, the beard is here. The beard is here. All right. We got uh, 10 great stories. We got our industry news and our member news. And I've got a little app that uh, came across my plate while I was in, um, literally, when I was in, uh, in Lake Placid. Uh, and this is just kind of unsolicited. I just wanted to draw your attention to an app. We, we do this every once in a while. And uh, it's called Basket. And we'll talk about it in a second. Um, but I think the best thing to do is probably jump into the stories if you are in agreement to see. 
Yeah, let's, All right. let's get it on. Well, and I think that that's a good place to start. You know, I, the first story and a number of these stories actually revolve around CES. And some of these stories are coming out now in CES where we've had a little bit of a, a reflection. We've kind of moved away from the hype and we've thought about these stories and thought, okay, you know, that's an interesting story. And maybe that's an interesting story. And maybe there's some things that we'll start to see in real life. And I think that this fits that bill because we're always hoping to see holograms remember tupac appeared at one of the mtv Mm -hmm. music awards or whatever it was and it was like all through a hologram and and uh and i think that there's a couple of others elvis came back and was in a hologram and and so indian prime minister when he was campaigning used that same technology he used used a hologram yeah so like and then of course star wars where you know there's all holograms princess leia and and we want to see this communication and in fact i think we even saw some holograms when it came to not true holograms but they look like holograms when it came to the election the second election Obama's last election for CNN had this sophisticated layout where they could bring in speakers and and they'd be part of the panel. So like holograms are, 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 I think, an interesting thing that are emerging. I'm not sure of their usefulness, but maybe, you know, we we saw a lot of holograms in, in science fiction movies and they were used as advertisements as a way to bring people into uh, restaurants bars retail establishments or strip clubs is ultimately what i've seen you know in in these uh, sci-fi movies and now there's a uh, there's a uh, a company that wants to take these and make them affordable for the average person to be able to put holograms holograms in front of your store on a shelf or wherever it might be so uh kino mo uh, they display holograms, um, and they, they actually demonstrated this at CES. And if you are, happen to be watching this podcast right now, you're watching the video, you'll see some of the examples of the holograms that, that are being, um, that they had in, in Las Vegas. So they think they call this a plug and play solution and it is uses a combination. And this is patented, of course, a combination of chips, magnets, and LEDs. Now, the way that it works is that uh, blades, like fan blades, basically, with LEDs on those fan blades, rotate. Uh, and then once they do that, they, they rotate it a, a very fast clip, obviously. They create an illusion of an object that hovers in the air, hence a hologram. The microprocessors and sensors pick up um, uh, on an angle, on the angles, on the speed and the position of each of the LEDs. And then it sends signals to each of the LEDs to create a realistic 3D image. Now, they did a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, This has been in the works for a year and a half in in the development stage of this and and the research side of this. And they actually got like uh, the dude from um, the little green dude. I don't know who he is, Asif, because I'm not a big uh, guy when it comes to Ghostbusters, but the little slimy green dude. uh, I think he's just called Slimer. uh, Okay, yeah, Slimer. Well, there you go. Then I do know what I'm talking about. Um, yeah. And they rep- they they gave representation. They they showed a uh, you know a hologram of him. And this is this is pretty neat, right? Uh, I think that this is kind of catchy. And as long as it's affordable and can be modified easily and can be used easily, then why not? Why not use holograms uh, to attract people to your business or your place of business? I think this is kind of a display that for the foreseeable future, anyways, if you see a hologram in a window, you might actually stop and look at it. Am I right? Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would too. I don't know if it yeah, makes- I, I think it's pretty cool. Like, and um, you know, we've seen a few things like this. Remember the uh, ARHT guys in Toronto with the Harry Rosen stores yeah. and stuff, where they've got like the taken kind of the storefront window display yeah. and have a projection, uh, like hologram-like thing going on in there, where you know this person's up there talking to you, and 
you know, offering a deal on whatever the outfit is or what have you. So, yeah, I, I think, you know, it's early, early days, but we're starting to see whether it's Kinemo or uh, ARHT or any of these guys that are pushing this kind of stuff. I think we're going to see this in retail, um, you know, in window display and things like that. And it, it will make people stop. No question. It, it will. And as long as you don't have to pull out your phone, <clears throat> which like story number five, where I get to talk about is my story as well, but where you have to pull out your phone and start to use your phone for a lot of these things, that's augmented reality, right? And and I don't like that idea. It's cool, but this is real. This is like as real as holograms get, I suppose, is that you don't need mm -hmm. any external things to be able to look at through a screen to be able to see it. And I think that that's what's, that's what's cool about it. Same thing with the Harry Rosen stuff, but uh, we've seen some examples where you, where it is augmented reality, but you have to look at it through a third another screen which is not your eyes so kinomo 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 doing uh, already story number one okay our second story uh, a new startup out of chicago is called proxfinity and <laughs> these guys have created a wearable smart badge for conference goers so um you know we all know the challenge i'm at a conference right now of trying to you know make sure that you're networking connecting with the people who are going to be beneficial to your business and so they, these guys, uh, they're based out of Chicago. They've created a, a small little wearable badge. Um, and uh, what you do is, is prior to going to the conference, uh, you basically fill out like sort of like a mini mobile kind of questionnaire thing uh, about why you're attending, who, the type of person you want to talk to, what you want to talk about. And this is loaded into the smart badge, uh, this, this data. And then um, you know, as you're walking around, the uh, algorithms that they've got in place, you know, find people who match, you know, your profile that you're looking for. Uh, so it's, it's kind of, you know, Tinder-like, but in a wearable device uh, tied to business networking. Uh, it uses a 15-foot radius, um, and the badge identifies the two people who have shared like interests, uh, and then lights up with the initials of the person that uh, you should be connecting with uh, and vice versa. So, um, you know, I, I think this could be interesting. Uh, perhaps it's the kind of thing that maybe we could test at Retail Logo uh, if you're listening Proxfinity and maybe South by Southwest is too quick around the corner. But, you know, talk to us about the fall conference and maybe we can use this as the badges for uh, for the event and give it a shot. So uh, there you go. Proxfinity uh, out of Chicago, a wearable smart badge for conference goers. You know, I, I did uh, a lot of work with uh, a company really in the formation. Um, consider myself a founder, near founder of a company called In It Live. And I mean, we talked about this company that is is around um, managing uh, schedules and uh, the calendar and whereabouts of volunteers at events because every event has volunteers. Yep. Some some have many more. And uh, we talked about this idea of tracking people and being able to know where people are, the volunteers are at any given point in time during the day so that you're the closest to a challenge or an issue and you can help resolve it as quickly as possible or the ability to check in automatically so you're in proximity you you uh you know you step into the uh, to the hall and they know that you're there so that uh, that position is filled so those kinds of things and we were talking about bluetooth or like you know uh beak basically beacon streaming from or a bluetooth streaming yeah. from your phone and all those this might be this might be one of those solutions that they could they could leverage so if, if i'm uh, proxfinity i'd go to initlive.com and and take a look at it. And, and if anybody's listening from in it live, and I'll bring the, the attention to them, check out proxfinity.com. Very cool. It's a neat tech. Very cool. All right. All right. So back to our, our uh, CES uh, roundup, I think. This is uh, this is actually our sponsor, Samsung. And this has nothing to do with sponsorship. They only sponsor every other episode. And uh, and here we are talking about Samsung on an off-sponsor because they're cool. they got some cool technologies. And here, here's cool. an example, another example of it. Um, 
you know, this this is from CES, and uh, this was an announcement that there was that was made in, in at CES. And and what I like about this, before I tell you about it, is that well, everybody's focused on the things like building the watch, you know, getting a watch face on your wrist. And and you know, I'm a fitness freak, and I look around, and there's so many different fitness bands and stuff, and it's going to be very difficult to choose. I just wish they would all work together. What what what's cool about Samsung is they're like, hey, let's focus on the band. And I think we've talked about, uh, you know, companies that have cool bands that are now, uh, they can hold electronics. And it's the best way to describe it is that if you focus on the watch, it's a very expensive endeavor. And then you've got to get it on the wrist and you've got to win over and you've got an operating system. You've got all that stuff that's difficult to do. But what if you focused on the band instead of the watch? And then you could actually interface with Bluetooth to the watch and then do the things that you might want to do. And here's a perfect example of that. So let's talk about a band around the watch. Now let's talk about some of the functions that I can do. And here is where Samsung thought, okay, well, you know what? You know what's embarrassing is when you're trying to talk to somebody on the phone and you have to actually hold it up to your ear. And then everybody around you has that same thing. They can hear the conversations. There's no privacy left in this world. What's even worse is that say you're talking on your watch, which I've not seen many people do. And I've done it one time when I was up on a ladder painting my house where I needed to answer the phone and nobody was around, but it's kind of pretentious to hold up and talk to your watch like Dick Tracy. At least I think it is. But say you do that, it's on speakerphone and everybody can hear about it. So what what does do the innovative folks at Samsung decide that they're going to do? Well, why not create something that mutes that that goes right to the ear canal and that's exactly what Tip Talk is from Samsung. This is uh base this is literally like when the phone rings, it rings and it vibrates your wrist and then you hold your finger up like this to your ear. So I'm just basically taking my finger and pushing it up to my ear and you push on your ear and the sound waves carry up your arm and into your ear and it goes directly into your ear. I don't know how they do it, man. It's like space age, X-Files, the kind of beaming into the brain kind of thing. But they're talking about now you're able to have a carry on a, a conversation through your finger to the watch, to your phone without having it broadcast anywhere. This is pretty damn cool. I, I don't know. I, like that, that's would you do that, Asif? Hey, uh, yeah, I would totally do that. And it's very, your hand? It, it's, it uses bone conduction technology. Yeah. It's the same technology that Google Glass uses um, to create the audio uh, piece. So I, I'm actually, I was surprised when I saw the story that, you know, there wasn't some patent infringement on Google Glass or, or something like that. Because that's, that's what they've been doing since, since they had Glass uh, out yeah. in the market. Um, but, it's, it's uh, just a different. It's. A, oh, I mean, can you? It's can, just a different application yeah, yeah. of it, holding your finger uh, tip up to your, um, you know, to, into your drum. So, but I think it's awesome, right? You know, um, you know, the idea of not having to actually hold that phone, right? You know, regardless of the size of it, and I can just do this. Yep. And it's just coming off of that, you know, uh, you know, the audio signal, you know, vibrating up up my arm um, is it, pretty darn cool. I, I so, think this is this is a uh, like it would be hard to understand, right? But you know, I find it sometimes. Remember when Bluetooth headsets came out first, and and people were walking down the street just talking, and you thought, well, they're, they're crazy. And then now you see people with Bluetooth headset so, heads walking down the street, and you're like, that guy's an idiot. You know what I mean? Like that that happened very quickly, where the transition was like. He's he's crazy because he's talking to himself, and then you yeah. see the guy with the you know you know I've seen it guys in the gym with the, like the, the Bluetooth thing. I'm like, you're a freaking idiot. You're the biggest idiot. Do you not see that? Like I saw one guy today at the gym, and he's he's got like lifting with one barbell on, on his hand like this, and he's talking on the phone full volume. I'm like, <laughs> so you know what? Maybe maybe he should actually get tip talk because then it would be at least he's like 
you know, one barbell yeah. and he's talking. And then he can finger. switch. He can switch. Right? Exactly. It's a pretty easy transition because he's, <laughs> but I, you know, I, I make fun, but I wonder just how quickly it's going to be like, Oh yeah. I'm you sure you're talking, Rob. Sure. You're talking. You just want me to shut up. So, uh, you know, maybe there's some, some things around there, but, uh, tip, tip talk by Samsung. This is, I should say that this comes out of their creative lab and they have basically, they, I think that they've, uh, come up with 1,100 ideas, which is this similar thing where people work a month on on some idea that that, that it has nothing to do with their business, and uh, just like Google's 30% rule, which they've abolished out here. But uh, this this really is one of these places where you know I, I love companies that take people's times and ideas seriously and give them the flexibility and the and the ability to actually go out and see if they can create something like this. So tip talk from Samsung: talk with your fingers, bone conducting. <laughs> Yeah, you can never avoid your mother-in-law's call. Now, there's no reason. Hmm. Very cool. I like it. All right, all right. Our fourth story, kind of, uh, you know, along the same lines of the uh, Proxfinity uh, badge thing. Now, let's talk about, you know, inside the store employee communications. Uh, so, a company called uh, Theatro. Uh, that's T H E A T R O, which is actually the name of the device is setting out to replace walkie-talkies inside of the store, um, you know, for employees. So it, anytime you go to any big store, whether it's Best Buy or, in this case, the con Container Store, which is uh, one of their uh, first customers, um, you know, you see these employees, especially big footprint, you know, big square footage stores, uh, walking around with walkie-talkies and, you know, calling back to, uh, you know, the warehouse, you know, we need one of these on the floor or you know, or, you know, clean up in aisle seven or whatever it is, um, you know, you see all that kind of stuff. And um, they're, they're very inefficient in a lot of ways. Uh, they're, you know, they make a lot of noise. They squawk. They're, they, they disrupt, um, you know, stuff for customers around. Um, half the time, you know, the message is coming over the walkie-talkie. It's not for you. It's for somebody else. Um, you know, so there's a lot of issues with these things. And so Theatro has set out to kind of change all this. So they've launched a program at, at the container store um, and uh, I believe this is all uh, 77 stores by the end of the year will uh, employees will be uh, enabled with these theatro devices so again it's a little device that you clip onto your shirt or your your pants or whatever it is um, and it kind of replaces the walkie-talkie it's about uh, half the size of, of a mobile phone uh, and uh, it can do a lot of things so it's basically a, a mobile communicating wearable, um, voice enabled, and uh, it's, it's basically a wearable computer. And um, it, it, um, it, it can do private communications, it can do, uh, it's got GPS uh, built into it so you can track uh, where people are on the floor in order to enable customer service or uh, you know, other things that need to get done. Uh, it connects via Wi-Fi. Um, and, um, you know, it just basically provides a lot of location capabilities and a lot of communication capabilities, you know, without all the issues that, uh, that go with, uh, with walkie talkies that we're all used to. So walkie talkies. Yeah. Walkie talkies. Yeah. My kids have walkie talkies. I know. Yeah. yeah. When they're up in the fort, the tree fort and they walkie talkies yeah. and they think it's the coolest thing ever, right? Like, look yeah. at this. Yeah. They don't understand that what you've got uh, that you're playing music on is one of the most sophisticated computers on the planet that allows you to communicate with anybody anywhere on the planet at any given time and connect to anything in the world. But that walkie-talkie with a 30-foot range, the coolest thing ever, right? Yeah, I like this. I think this is, uh, you know, it's, it's uh, and they've got a bunch of major retailers that are uh, that are testing this or rolling this out. So yeah. I can see this kind of thing taking off. Maybe, uh, 
Well, I, I think the actual pilot, Container Store Pilot, was right here in Austin. So maybe we can get these guys over to retail. Well, you too. should. You should. Yeah. I, I think that would be great. Well, you know, I uh, anything that can help, I think, um, reduce the frustration and the uh, and, and get me to where I'm supposed to be going. I, I think of Best Buy though, but they like they have those headphones and they all look like Madonna. They're all out there talking and rapping <clears> and stuff. Um, Proxfinity. I was just looking at their website, and um, I don't know where um, Retail Loco in Chicago is going to be, but we did, we did the one Retail Loco at eighteen seventy one, right? Yeah, yeah. So they're actually partners. Obviously, they're in Chicago, and I think because they they're part of the partners with Chicago Innovation Awards, and but eighteen seventy one is one of their partners. So I'm going to assume that they they would work with those guys. So anyway, there you go. Proxfinity. We'll we'll reach out to those guys and see see what we can do. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. All right, from CES to NRF, the big show, the big show. And thankfully, Asif, neither of us had to go to the big show. I did uh, not go to the big show. No, it's just over last week in uh, in New York City. The NRF is obviously uh, the biggest show in retail. I hate that all of these things roll, like, like right after Christmas. It's like into CES and then into NRF. And it's like, come on. <laughs> Let people be with their families. Like CES started like the the last Sunday before your kids go back to school after the new year, right? Like that's ridiculous. Maybe it's because you ate so much, like they feel you need to walk around these giant shows well, and kind of push some of it off. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. But uh, a lot of uh, NRF, the stories that are, that are coming out of NRF are, are about optimizing the shopping experience. And we've been talking about this forever. And location was a, a theme that obviously came up. But this... This is actually has nothing to do with uh, push marketing or optimization of the actual retail experience. This is much more about uh, reducing costs of checkout and reduce the uh, the impact of standing in line at checkout f- to pay for your groceries. This is inside of grocery stores, Garrity's and, and Garrity supermarkets. And nine stores are going to be using this technology that they're actually calling Skip, as in Skip the Line. Now, I, I'm a, I, can I be honest here, Safe? And no bullshit is that I, when I was younger, much younger, and, and had you know had ideas of my own, I, I thought, you know what, we're going to be moving into this world. And maybe I was sixteen or seventeen, and mm-hmm. we're going to be moving into this world where. So that would have been 1986, 1987 for those that are keeping track of dates, right? This is not like I'm not a '80s baby. I'm a '70s baby. I was born in 1970, so. I thought, you know, we're going to be coming to a point where uh, we're going to be embedded with chips. Like, chips are going to be a part of us. And I thought, you know, there's going to be something called the Midas Touch, which is basically an embedded chip in your finger, because Midas, everything he touches, turns to gold, for those of you who don't know. And and barcode scanners or something to that effect, where this will be your living algorithm. It'll be tied to your bank accounts and all your credit cards and everything like that. But what you'll be able to do is walk down the aisles of grocery stores, and I wrote about this in this time, and scan the product that you want, and then have it at the end of the store, at you know after your checkout, and then basically uh, you know you itemize it and you see what you did, and you just scan your finger and pay, and then out you go, right? Like so that there's no lineups, there's no nothing. The product is being collected somehow for you miraculously. Um, and I thought, okay, we'll just call it the Midas Touch, and people laughed at me back then. And then you know because maybe somebody, and as soon as your finger dies, so it gets cut off or something like that. Yep. It needs it needs your biometric. Um, it needs blood pressure basically to work. I haven't figured that whole out yet, but that was whatever, long time ago. So now here we're talking about smartphones entering the era of uh, being able to scan barcodes and pay for things as you pick them up from the shelves, and that is exactly what Skip is about. So you walk into a grocery store in a Garrity's uh, supermarket, and you walk up to the product that you want, you scan the barcode of it, you add it to your grocery your uh, your um, I don't know your cart. Okay. 
And then you uh, you just roll around, roll around, roll around, and as you're doing it, you keep doing that, and then you pay, and then you walk out, and you, you know there's no more need for tellers. And they're saying that you know each teller, automated teller, teller costs you fifteen dollars an hour for the tellers, costs you twenty thousand dollars for the automatic tellers. They just want to get rid of all of these things. It's all built on Microsoft Azure uh, platform. And it, it tracks all the purchases. It does everything that you think it would do so that at some point it learns about your system, like what you buy. It can send you deals, reminders, those things. Maybe you forgot something that you typically buy every week, like milk. Uh, so there's this whole opportunity around here. Now, this is a this is a an idea whose time has come. Self-scanning, self-checkout. You know, then they're worried about theft. So they have this person who at the end of the, uh, by the doors will basically like Costco, check to see yep. that you bought, you paid for everything. It's all in the receipt which there may be a lineup there. Um, but he, here we go with this whole idea of self-checkout. I love that concept. But I, I, this is too much work for groceries. Groceries suck. But scanning my own product, and especially around produce, how do I weigh my produce, all that kind of stuff. So many questions that I have. But grocery stores suck. And the last thing that I want to do is be responsible for checking myself out, which is why I don't go to the self-checkout. I go and I want somebody to ring it in and then put it in a bag or my box, and then I just swipe and I'm out the you door. Just order it online and have it delivered. Order it Instacart. online or have it delivered. Yeah, but that's what I mean. So like, I think that this is... Like this is solving a problem that really isn't a problem. Uh, it's it might mm. be cool, um, but and maybe if it's one or two things that I need, like I'd love it if I could go and pick up a prescription at Loblaws or Walmart or whatever and scan it and pay for it right then and there. And it, it actually instead of paying for it, it goes onto my plan and I do all that kind of stuff so that it, I don't have to stand in line or if I need flowers. But this this idea, you're missing the point here, is that we don't like grocery shopping because it's grocery shopping, and the last thing I want to do is do more work about grocery shopping. So let me order it online, deliver it, do that, forget everything else, grocery stores, come on, be with it. So while this is innovative, I think it's a half measure, a half yeah, step. It's kind of like, it's kind of like, instead of providing better customer service, yeah, we take know, by, right by like, you know, you order online, we'll go pick all the products out for you, put it in a basket and have you just pick it up. You know, it, it's like, no, we're going to pass the cost on to you. Right. Um, and you know, and the cognitive cost. burden back on you, yeah. um, Mr. Customer. You go do the work. Uh, that's, um, that's the problem, right? Cognitive. Yeah. I don't, like I downloaded this app. It's like a, a slight tangent here, but it was a, it was billed as this app that was supposed to be the best way to, to uh, set up a meeting with somebody. Um, and then what it requires is you to log into Facebook. And then what it does is that when you send the invitation to somebody, it requires them to then download the app, log into Facebook to accept the invitation. Too much cognitive overload, too much thinking yeah. for a stupid meeting. And I think the same thing along here is that the last thing that I want to do is learn a new process. I just take it out of the cart, put it in the or out off the shelf, put it in the cart, wheel that up to the to the to the uh, checkout, and then wait until it's my turn and then let it go. Right. And if you really want to do something that's optimized. There's yeah, a, you know, which is why like, I think, it, you know, you know, there was some talk some years ago. I don't know how far it got off the ground, but like, you know, where, where the shopping cart is smart, right? Yeah. Where it just, you know, the stuff gets put in the cart that reads it. You don't have to do anything, no. right? You don't have to get out your phone. You don't have to do anything. The cart itself just understands what's in the basket, if you will, and adds it all up. And then you just pay. Yeah, um, that I'm okay with. That Yeah, that makes sense to me. So. The idea that you're relying on, I said this, I alluded it to the, into the other story, but the uh, um, hologram is that the idea that you rely on a smartphone, I, I mean, I do every day, but, but you know, there are people that don't have these smartphones or don't want to use the smartphones right. when it comes to this or, you know, who are visually impaired. And I, I, my, my father's not visually impaired, but he is kind of blind when it comes to looking at the small screen. 
think about it. just it's not a good fit for grocery stores i just don't understand it the fit for grocery stores is to get allow me to order and then deliver the products like that mm -hmm. that like that's the solution. or have it ready for me to pick it up right and and not let me drive through the goddamn grocery store with my car <laughs> so we're going back to that well eh? there's a whole bunch of different things here so i i well i i you know i applaud Garrity's for looking at innovative ways, but the bottom line is that you're going to get you're going to get fed your own food if you don't deliver the food to my house. It's just mm -hmm. that simple. Or make it easy for me to pick it up. So I'm kind of like, eh. I don't care about the savings. I don't care about the fifteen dollar an hour person. What I care about is, look, I just I just want a good experience grocery shopping, and now you're now you're offloading it to me, and that's a bad news. So two thumbs down, two thumbs down, two thumbs down. Sorry. All right. Sorry, Steve. That's okay. All right, those are the uh, those are the top five stories. Sorry, those took a little bit long, but a little bit of ranting there. Those are the industry news. Uh, some some good stories, some cool stories, some not so good stories. But every one of them, you can learn a lesson from. That's the bottom line here: is that you can learn a lesson. And whether you agree with us or not, you know you're allowed to disagree. That's fine. It's a free world until Trump gets elected president, and then it's no longer a free world. You have to think <laughs> like him. Can you imagine? Maybe Bloomberg's going to run though. Oh, I would hope. See. You know, we'll you need one candidate in there. Um, and all through, you know, we're in Lake Placid and everything. It's like, all oh, my son, Jack, just like says, Dad, why, why, he's nine. Why do I, all I hear about is Trump? Why, who's this Trump guy? It's like <laughs> driving my kid crazy. Anyways, those are the top five stories. Um, I, I got a, this is a weird kind of way that I figured this out, but I, I got a LinkedIn request from Andy Elwood. Uh, Andy Elwood is a, uh, you know Andy Elwood, don't you, Asif? Yes. Yeah. So Andy is a um, an early ways employee, and I don't know Andy, but he reached out to me on LinkedIn, and I accepted, of course, because I'm impressed with the guy. And I noticed that he was he reached out and he started this new company called Basket, and I thought, okay, well, I'm going to look at Basket because you know what, Andy's a cool guy, and I, I love ways, and I love what he did with ways, and and to be there early on in that field is is pretty amazing, uh, amazing, but um. So he, he came out with this, uh, he's got a new company and it's called Basket and you can go to basketsavings.com. Fortunately, it was great. I was in the States and it worked in the States, but in Canada, of course, it never, never works. But it is about uh, choosing your preferences. And what I like about this app um, is that, you know, when you get into Apple Music and you choose the genres of music that you mm -hmm. like, like R&B or rock, and then it, it you choose those and then it goes in the next screen, which is like, you know, the the artists themselves, what artists you like, and then you can choose that and it customizes the playlist for you. That's almost what it does here. Like the first screen you see is like, are you looking for deals on Starbucks coffee? Are you looking for Cheerios? You know, those kinds of things. So it creates this profile for you. And then it, and then it brings up forward uh, where those those products are on sale. Um, and and it, it's total price transparency that I like. Um, you know, it's a simple concept, but I thought I would, I'll, I'll, you know, give give it a, a minute or two here to just chat about this uh, because because of who Andy is and what he has done before. I, I you know, I, I think that uh, you know, guys like that, they come up with the simple ideas that uh, that you know solve simple problems, but the problems are the things that we need. And this stemmed from a conversation I had with my dad before that, which was. We're just sitting there having uh, dinner, and he said, um, "You know, why why can't I just choose what I want people to market me to me, right? Why can't I just mm -hmm. choose the coupons that arrive that I'm interested in, right? So why can't why can't we do that?" So uh, it was almost serendipitous that that Andy almost later that evening landed in my inbox on LinkedIn. I looked at what they're doing, and this I said, "Dad, here here's your solution. Too bad it's not available in Canada. There is a country north of the United States. It's called Canada. So it just anyways, means you, you can build your own, Rob. That's all. For well, 
That's exactly it, Andy. Thank you for the idea. My father and I thank you for the idea. But uh, this is basketsavings.com, and uh, take a look at it. And I'd love to hear your thoughts. I I, I mean, I I used it sparingly because I'm in Lake Placid, not a lot of Targets there, uh, or Walgreens, or Walmarts, but uh, basketsavings.com. And Andy, if you are listening to this, thanks for reaching out, and uh, I hope to actually meet you in person at some point. So Basket Savings is our little resource that I'm throwing your way. That's it. Excellent. All right. All right, AK, member news. Let's member roll through news. This. So we have five uh, good stories here. Um, I'll start off with uh, over to uh, uh, the French retailer, Carrefour, um, actually has done something pretty cool in line with the launch of the Star Wars For- Force Awakens movie uh, a few weeks ago. Um, they uh, launched a, a campaign in Romania uh, called Shop Like a Jedi. And uh, they did this in partnership with their, uh, their creative agency, uh, Publicis. And um, basically the way it works is uh, using an iPad and uh, Connect, Microsoft's Connect uh, SDK, uh, motion sensing technologies. Uh, basically, you kind of walk up to um, a giant screen and uh, you use the force to, uh, to shop. Um, so basically, you can move Star Wars toys and other merchandise with your hands uh, using the virtual shopping cart, uh, and then you know, as you do that and make you know make your selection of items, um, you know they're all basically uh, picked for you and available for you at checkout. Um, so essentially, you're you're shopping a digital wall using your you know your uh, your hands uh, effectively as, as as the kind of gesture based uh, way to select things using the force um, is the, you know the analogy there to make things move. Um, in order to fill your, uh, your your basket, and then everything is is ready to go for pickup. You know, back to our, our point of you know uh, the grocery shopping and you know, just having it ready to go, um, having somebody else do the work. Good customer service. So there you go. Carrefour's shop like a Jedi in Romania. All right. Second story. A quick uh, funding update. A couple of funding updates actually coming uh, in, in this little uh, grouping here. Estimote, one of the original uh, Beacon companies, uh, has announced that they've raised $10 million. Uh, this is um, uh, a Series A, uh, actually $10.7 million. Uh, Javelin Venture Partners was the lead in the round, uh, uh, which included also Homebrew, Box Group, Digital Garage, and Commerce Ventures, as well as a, n- a number of individual investors. And uh, yeah, so we'll see what they uh, what they do with ten million dollars, but uh, I expect we're going to see some uh, some sales uh, expansion around this uh, and and investments in their uh, technology platform. They've put a lot of focus into the software side as opposed to the hardware the last little while. So, uh, you know, a whole bunch of cloud management stuff around their SDK and and so on. So uh, there you go, ten million bucks for Estimote. Um, our second story is uh, an acquisition um, that we. Uh, there hasn't been a lot publicly said about this acquisition yet, uh, but it seems to have been confirmed by a number of sources that Microsoft has acquired Inmobi, um, which uh, is a Bangalore, uh, India-based um, company, and uh, that is in the location advertising space. And um, this could be a big, a big move. Uh, apparently, the rumored uh, number for this acquisition was two billion dollars. Um, apparently, Google and Yahoo were also in talks uh, to uh, to buy in Mobi, but uh, supposedly Microsoft has won. And I don't know, Rob, but uh, I, I do recall at the uh, sort of outset of the year uh, with our prediction show, 
somebody might have said Microsoft is um, is going to be a company to watch this year. It wasn't me. And uh, you know we we've uh, we've we've seen them you know with this skip the line app. Now we see them in the acquisition space, and we know they've been doing some work in AR and, and VR. So I don't know. I, th- I think uh, you know we we could be on to a, a big year for Microsoft here. You know what? See what I find interesting about this. Inmobi is a big advertising platform, right? A global advertising yeah. platform. They've raised hundreds of millions of dollars. We've had them on the show a bunch of times. Um, and um, they announce, they haven't announced this, but Microsoft, this acquisition, what, whether it's a billion or two billion or whatever, how many billions of dollars it is, it's, it's, it's great for the founders. But it comes at the same time where we heard that the announcement that, in fact, Apple is giving up on, on their iAds platform, basically mm-hmm. walking away from that. So I, I find this interesting that, that Apple is, you, you know, was, <clears throat> was two years ahead of this space. And then now looking at it thinking, okay, now we've got to abandon the iAd space or the, the ad space altogether or, or reduce it to very little. It didn't materialize. So I just, I, I think that this is an interesting thing is that, you know, obviously it was good for Google advertising, but uh, Microsoft, yeah. uh, you, you know, and, and Microsoft getting into the business while Apple's getting out. Um, so I don't know if they're, they see things that Apple doesn't, or they're lagging behind Apple, and Apple's learned its lessons and is, is walking away from it. So that's just just neither here nor there. I don't know, but it's just interesting that Microsoft's getting into it while Apple's getting out. I, I, for me, it depends on, and I think that's a, a very valid point to, to raise about the Apple pulling out of iAds. Um, you, you know, I think it comes down to for me, you know, the success of these sort of things look is you know closed network systems like Apple versus open systems, right? And yep. I think the opportunity here for Microsoft is to look at, you know, it, you know, like in kind of like a Google way, you know, is this something that if, if this acquisition is true and has, and has, ha- has indeed happened, you know, is the Inmobi platform going to be made available across multiple, you know, hardware and multiple uh, software platforms um, you know, because if that's the case, then I think there's huge potential. Yeah. Although I just hate, I hate advertising. I hate advertising based companies, businesses. So yeah, you know, well, you know they got a lot of users. So. They have, they have yeah, exactly heard of them. Microsoft, small company. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, we'll, so we'll I, see. We'll see. see what happens there. Okay. All right. Our fourth story, another, uh, round of money, uh, funding, uh, this is a big one, uh, for a company that we, we both like a lot. Uh, and that is place IQ, uh, Duncan and, and his crew, have raised $25 million. This is a Series D uh, for them. Uh, and, uh, you know, we know about them and their place visit rate and some of their uh, uh, measurement uh, techniques that Place IQ has developed around location tracking and uh, attribution. Uh, these guys have been at it for a while. Um, they've been part of Retail Loco over the years. Uh, hopefully we'll see them down there again for uh, for this upcoming one. Uh, but they've got 25 million bucks to uh, to go do some stuff with, um, and uh, along with that comes a uh, an addition to their uh, to their board, um, which is uh, I don't know if it's part of the funding or uh, just happened at the same time. But George Bell, who's a um, multi-time successful CEO and technology pioneer, um, is is joining the board. So this guy apparently, you know, he he is uh, is a big deal. And uh, he's uh, been at the helm of a lot of p- both public and private companies uh, over the years, uh, from search to loyalty to mobile to you name it. So uh, that could be uh, a big help to uh, to Place IQ as well. So twenty five million bucks, Duncan. Congratulations, buddy. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's great. Well, yeah. Well, when you come down to Retail Loco, Duncan, uh, you know we love you. 
Well, I saw him at, uh, what was, I saw him, the last time I saw him was at NRF when I did yeah. that thing with, uh, with Thinknear. Um, and, uh, and they were, he was on the same panel as I was. And it was, it was cool to see the, the, how far they've come. It's very cool. And George Bell, it's not the George Bell, the 1986, uh, American no, League MVP. No, okay. I'm just checking. Cause that, that would be monumental, right? George Bell. That would be crazy. That would be yeah. crazy. George Bell. All right. And our final story, InMarket, the uh, Beacon Network company, uh, has announced uh, what they're saying is one of the largest rollouts of Beacons across the U.S., 4,500 stores. These is Rite-Aid stores. So Rite-Aid basically has rolled out InMarket Beacons in all 4,500 stores across the U.S., uh, they say this is the biggest uh, network deployment since the Macy's deployment uh, that uh, Shopkick did a little while ago, and um, this this could be huge. So um, it's both iOS and Android. Uh, you know, InMarket has uh, taken the approach of um, allowing or enabling, if you will, uh, their beacons to talk to multiple apps. Uh, so they have an app network kind of play uh, with apps that people already have on their phone. Uh, and that includes uh, Epicurious, uh, Coupon Sherpa, List Ease, and Scan Life, amongst many others. Uh, and they have a lot of publishers uh, or brands, if you will, uh, who use this network to deliver uh, content, uh, including Condé Nast and, and Gannett. So uh, we'll see see where this goes. Uh, InMarket claims that they have 42 million users, active uh, users, on their Beacon program. And that's, uh, you know, for from the, I guess, the mer- merchant or retailer's perspective, in this case, Rite Aid, um, that's 42 million users that uh, they didn't have before, that uh, they now have access to. So that's the key here. When you're talking about in-market, it's really about, you know, how to drive uh, additional users who, who have the ability to interact with those beacons, not just the retailer's own branded app. So yeah. there you go, 4,500 re- Rite Aid stores enabled with in-market beacons. That's crazy. 4,500 batteries that will fail at one point <laughs> or more than that, depending on how many beacons have been rolled out. Yeah. Yeah. God, maintenance on beacons. We talk about that all the time. It's got to be something better than beacons out there. Better than beacons. Although two of the stories, Estimote and In Market, were all about beacons. But uh, mm-hmm. that's great. So there you go. We've had great. wearables. We've yeah. had holograms. We've beacons. had beacons. Yeah. We've yeah. had uh, you basically talking. And a whole lot of funding. Bone, bone conductive talking. It's yes. a crazy episode. And we didn't even talk about the mass exodus that happened all over the weekend just yesterday uh, on uh, from Twitter. Like four senior yeah. executives and the, and, uh, and the guy who uh, basically um, started um, Vine uh, leaving. He's gone to Google. Uh, so this is, this is a big tumultuous week, I think, that's about to happen in, in the technology world. Uh, and uh, it all pertains to location. So stick around. We might have the coverage of that, but uh, in episode number 270 with the impact of that. This is how current we are. We're talking about real stuff here. Real mm-hmm. new stuff. So, all right. Uh, that's it, Asif. We got nothing else. You got a spa date? You got like a massage coming up while you're there or anything like that? None of that. None of that. Well, at least it's warm where you are in Austin, Texas. It is. Well, we will uh, We will endeavor to be back. Maybe for some a- barbecue. We'll see. We might go for some barbecue too. Yeah. I'm down with that. You know what I introduce my kids to? And I don't do this often, but... We were in Lake Placid, and there was this uh, little place, uh, a new restaurant that opened up, and um, and we uh, we had deep fried macaroni and cheese balls. Oh. Have you ever tried that? It's the best. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, amazing. 
I had them at a barbecue, obviously, in New York City, and I thought, okay, like my kids are there. I, you got to try this. And, and Ben, my, one of my sons, obviously, loves mac and cheese, and it's just it's so good, but so bad for you. So go and have yeah. some of those. Delicious. Though. Dive into it, man. Dive yeah. into it. Anyway, all right, that's it for two sixty nine. Uh, we will be back for episode number two hundred and seventy, which will be brought to you by Samsung, our good partners and good sponsors and good friends. Um, but please stick around for that. Uh, and if you have any comments or critiques or suggestions for the show, reach out to either myself, Rob at untether.tv or Asif at Asif at the LBMA.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Rob Woodbridge or at Asif R. Khan. Uh, and uh, there's many ways that you can follow us. Follow us, see uh, the LBMA on Facebook or on Tether on Facebook. You can sign up for mailing lists. You can do anything you want. You can call us, whatever you want. Um, we will yeah. take the feedback anyway. Or, I mean, if you're going to be in Germany in next week in oh. Munich, I mean, come come see me live and in person, and you know, you might get a hug. Please, please do, yeah. please do. And if you're in Toronto for the Bruce Springsteen show, I will be the guy screaming like a little girl on her birthday, like a six-year-old girl when Springsteen comes on. And I always tell this story is that I used to, uh, I used to work and I'll leave you with this story. I used to work with a, uh, the economic development group here in the city of Ottawa. So we were in charge of, I was in charge of, of putting programs together to match angel investors, VCs and entrepreneurs. So you can understand that. And my boss was a guy named Jeff Dale, who I really had a, a good relationship with. Uh, he, he ran this thing called Oakry here in Ottawa. And, and I, he, he was a, uh, Pretty relaxed guy. He's a funny guy, and they had a booth at, at uh, what is now called this, um, Air Can- or the uh, the Canadian Tire Center, right? Um, and, which is where the Senators play, and this is where Springsteen was playing one time. And uh, I was down in the front row in the pit, you know, right there at the front, and I was like, just I was like thirty, and I was I was going, and uh, and I got these nine messages, voicemail messages on my phone uh, because uh, Jeff was actually uh, in a box behind the stage, and he was looking. He all he said he saw was my face down down in the uh, in the crowd. And he just kept on leaving me these funnier and funnier voicemail messages like, Woodbridge, you look like an idiot. Stop crying. Stop hugging. Stop doing everything. Like, because I was in full Springsteen mode. So I change. Yeah. I change. I transform into Springsteen. But we still have a good relationship, whatever, 15 years later. So that's going to be me. Look for that guy. It's embarrassing. <laughs> All right. Uh, that is it. 269 That's done. it. Asif, uh, safe travels. Enjoy the warmth. Uh, get back to your family soon. And we will see you for episode number 270. Everyone else, see you next week. Later, everybody.